Well, hey there, busy friend. It's your girl, Steph, here. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for being here. Thank you for taking a couple moments, breaking away from the craziness of your day, just for us to be able to lean in and spend these next couple moments encouraging one another. I know it's not always easy, especially now where we feel like we're having to juggle and do all the things. There's there's a different kind of rhythm of rush and there's a lot of different things, maybe people tugging at your attention today. But I just want you to know that I'm glad you're here. So whether you're listening, driving in the car, you're at home doing laundry, or maybe you are that fellow mom that right now is hiding in the bathroom, hoping your kids don't find you. Over these next couple moments together, I just want to give you the space to be uplifted, encouraged, um, maybe to have some of that noise that's surrounding you right now, just get silence for a little bit and to give you space to breathe. So you ready? Let's dive into this week's episode of Between the Busy. friend. All right, we are back today and I am so excited for you to hear from not just my crazy self talking, but one of my dear friends, my sister, and actually my passion partner, Kelly Brown. We're both jumping in here together. Another busy mom, another busy lady. And we're talking about something that honestly, I can, I, well, Kelly, I won't speak for you. I'll let you say it too. But this is, this is a topic that I personally struggle with a lot. And so um, was chatting with Kelly. We usually catch up every week and we talk about life and kids. And also we plan things out with our business together. And this has been something over the course of 2020 that we've both talked a lot about. And so when we were talking about you know what we have coming up and how we're finishing the year, and I said, yeah, I really want to talk about this topic of letting things go. Um, this was actually a topic that we are talking to our teams about. We're teaching about this. And so I invited Kelly to jump on here and share this with me. So hi, Kelly. Hi. <laughs> so let's, oh, I, I said earlier, I didn't want to speak for you either, but I volunteered as tribute and saying this, this idea of letting things go and forgiveness is something that I struggle with because I tend to be really, really white knuckle with things. How are you, how do you do with this topic of like letting stuff go? Um, yeah, I would say I'm not good at it. <laughs> um, I'm really good at hanging on to things. Um, I was talking to you Uh, my pastor a few weeks ago and I told him I feel like I kind of like go to God and say I need all these things please help me while the whole time my hands are clenched and holding on to all the things I don't want to let go of first because there's this uh, desire of wanting to think we are in control and there's an illusion that we are when we're not and if Uh there's anything this year has taught us it's how much we're not (laughs) so um I guess in the optimistic voice, I would say I'm getting better at it, <laughs> but we are not a strength. recovering. Yes. <laughs> so, so we have to let the listener know the busy friend who's, who's hearing this right now, they have to know more about you, like personally, like who you are. So just tell us who, tell us more about Kelly Brown. Cause you got friends. I'm going to tell you, you are going to love her. <laughs> you understand a little bit of, of who she is and just a frame of reference you're just you're gonna fall in love with everything that she says so introduce <laughs> just a little bit cal okay um so i'm a southerner who's living in ohio i'm originally from 
South Carolina and I'm freezing in my basement right now, but God has called us to Cincinnati. We've been here for 10 years. Um, been married for 17 and a half years to my best friend. Uh, we met up in college in Ohio <laughs> at Franciscan University and we have um, nine kids total. So seven here with us in our house and two babies in heaven. Um, my oldest is a junior in high school and my youngest here is three. So life is busy. Um, yeah, and crazy and chaotic. <clears throat> um, I just, I work, I work with staff. I love, we, we help women. We kind of empower women in their wellness and also just their souls. Like, but I also love to write. Um, so I have a blog. I started writing. I actually have a goal to write a book in 2021. Uh, so excited. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Thanks. It's been a dream of mine since I was about seven years old, actually to write a book. Um, I don't know. I'm a, I love to learn. I'm a book junkie. I have piles of books everywhere. I don't like digital books. I have to have a paper book. Um, coffee is my jam, coffee mugs, <clears throat> and I'm just me. I'm, I'm a very just eclectic person, I guess you would say, who just loves life and loves people. And friends, let me just tell you the, the reason why I'm so excited. I mean, number one, that you get to meet my friend, but to have her on here talking about this topic together is Kelly is the first person that it, there's something that I will say personally, if I ever feel burdened with, or if I feel like I'm struggling with, or I can't get through it, or I'm, I'm wrestling with how to let it go. I mean, and she just shared how she wrestles with this too. She is the first person to go, all right, let's talk about, it. let's pray through it. You know, she is like, she is such an encourager. And so I'm, this is going to be good for us to kind of talk through, especially in the season where we're kind of preparing. First of all, we're ready to say peace out to 2020, but we're, we're trying to prepare our hearts and our homes and our life and our family and just our, our purpose for whatever door is going to be opened up in the new year. But many of us struggle with walking into that. Like I know I do. I talked about this, like every year I feel like I walk into a new year going, this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year, not realizing that I haven't first cut the ties of things that were holding me back or dragging me down or keeping me stuck previously. But Kelly, like what you were saying, sometimes it's that, like I do, I white knuckle things so hard that I don't realize that I'm probably suffocating the thing that I'm supposed to carry with me. Mm -hmm. I know when I was talking, so uh, <clears throat> this past year has been crazy for all of us. Like, I'm not gonna say, it's not a competition of who had the more chaotic 2020, you know? Um, my husband and I were talking about that this morning, like there's been a lot of losses, whether it's losing time with people because of quarantining or losing jobs. <clears throat> Us personally had a great year of loss with several of our beloved friends who passed away, not, not because of COVID, other illnesses. I feel like I have to qualify that. Sorry. Um, you know, but, uh, I don't know. It's like the sneeze. It's like, You're the right. sneeze. It's like, no, like I genuinely had the sneeze. Right. But I felt like what happened was for me, um, I don't know, just, so the year was challenging because all my kids came home. I, I made a choice when I had this many kids to not homeschool on purpose. And then all of a sudden in March, I was not homeschooling, but you know, online, everyone's home. And my husband's the principal of their school, which was helpful, except for the fact that he had to be like doing his thing with running the school. So I was like all of a sudden trying to educate 
uh, five of my kids that were in school at the time, plus my preschool. God bless you, Mama. There is there's a busy oh. mom right now on the other side of this, going, "Oh Lord Jesus, I'm, it was crazy. And here I am trying to like play hockey goalie with my two kids." <laughs> right. Well, thankfully, my oldest two are like very self sufficient. They're the girls. The rest of the boys are a little squirrely, but it's a girl. Anyway, thing. I'm but the, you know what really shifted was uh, in August, one of my best friends passed away from cancer. And then a month later, another one of my very dear, dear best friend's husbands died. And then a month later, we lost a baby. And then a month later, uh, my mom has um, had some health issues and they got a little more serious. And I found that what happened by the end of the year was I did not trust God one ounce anymore because I was keeping a record of all the loss as evidence that he doesn't provide, which was a false record. But it was so when I was, when I went to um, church and our pastor, he talked about a homily and he was preaching one day. And then I said, after church, I just need to talk to someone because I'm really struggling. And I didn't know what I was struggling with. But when I went in, I told him, you know, I feel like my fists are clenched because I'm afraid to let go of anything. Because what if he takes one more thing away? And he said to me, um, if you were Peter in the boat and Jesus was on the water and he asked you to walk, and then all of a sudden you started to sink and he reached out his hand to you. You can't take his hand if your fists are clenched. And it was like, oh, he said, so you have to let it go. Like he can't pull you up. And so you're, you know, so if you, if any of you who are listening felt like you're drowning in 2020, it's not because 2020 has been the worst year of our lives. We've all had hard years. Like we've had, it, I think it's been exacerbated. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. Like I think <clears throat> the media has it's had a whole different topic. Whole like <laughs> if we didn't have social media or the news, this year probably would have felt a lot different. Not that it wouldn't have been challenging, but just felt different. But anyway, yeah. but it's just that you're not alone, and it's not. Um, it don't let it be evidence of a, a like a faulty belief. Like don't let it pile up and and have you lose hope you know what I mean and and that's that's the part that's been challenging for me because I've always struggled with trust yeah ever since I was a kid and it's that you know self I could do it myself that was me as a kid and so as an adult like we can't (laughs) you know and so I just found myself a lot of like I don't want to let this go Lord because you've already permitted all of these horrible things um what if you permit one more? Can, I can't take one more. And, 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 and that's just, I don't want to end the year that way. And I don't want to go into a new year feeling that. Yeah. It's like that. It's the image that I remember seeing this graphic floating around the internet where there's this little girl and she's holding onto this tiny little teddy bear behind, like she's got it in front of her and there's a picture of Jesus in front and he's like, give it to me and trust me. And she's like, no, but I love it. And she's holding on this teddy bear. But what the little girl doesn't see is that he has this huge, like, 50 times bigger teddy bear behind his back. And it's just like, I just need you to trust me because I have something better. Yes. So, so let's talk about this idea of clenching fists, because I can tell you, I feel like when we talk about the topic of letting things go or like blessing and releasing, like being at peace with unclenching and opening your fists and just opening your hands. Like, let's talk about that because I feel like often the things the things that we will hold against other people and the things that we will hold against ourselves are exactly the things that keep us in those clenched fists. And Kelly, it's interesting because you mentioned how 
you know, trust is, is a big anchor for you and busy friends. You've heard me talk about this before too. Like trust is my spider <laughs> and Kelly, you've talked about that too. And I know for me, it comes from this place of I've been hurt before, or I've witnessed seasons in my own life where I have seen other people get hurt and fall into circumstances that they felt like they had no control over. And at a very early age going, well, I, I need to make sure that I provide for my family because what if one day, you know, my husband decides to leave or my marriage falls apart, like my parents' marriage falls apart. How am I gonna provide for my kids? Or, you know, I've gotta make sure that I do everything because it makes me feel validated and it makes me feel important. I can't trust that other people can rally and lean in with me. And what we do, like what, what I do is, it's almost like I put myself on this pedestal for no reason because I'm not that great and I'm not that capable, but I put myself up on this pedestal because I'm so afraid of others letting me down that when it comes time to like let go of things, now it's become whatever it is, whether it's the career or it's the family or if it's the bank account, it's something that I have, only I can give myself credit for. So it's harder to let go because now that thing has defined me instead of, actually being willing to say like like god did you even tell me to do this in the first place mm. or am i operating out of a place of fear mm. you know yeah yeah and you know i mean if we think about it that's like what happened in the garden yeah <laughs> i mean that's what the enemy did for eve he tempted her to doubt that anybody would provide for her that people were holding that god was holding back from her you know what I mean? It's like that, it's like a false pride. Like it's like a false humility, yeah. kind of, not a false pride, a false humility. Like we think we're being humble, but it's the way the enemy gets us is, um, there was a, there was a, a book, oh, which one is it? Um, called father Elijah. <clears throat> it's a fiction novel, but if you read it, you'll be like, are you sure this is fiction? Cause <laughs> it was written in the nineties okay. by Michael O'Brien, but there's a line in it and it says, it, the book is about the Antichrist, right? Sorry, I, I have a point to this. This is an apocalyptic. Mm -hmm. I have a point. No, bring so it, the, bring the it. The book is about the Antichrist and this Carmelite priest named Elijah. And my youngest son is named Eli for multiple reasons, but I never thought about it, but partially probably because it's one of my favorite books. And his job is to convert the Antichrist because God wants to like save all people, right? And in the book, it describes who is the Antichrist and it's, there's a spirit of the antichrist where he loves god but he loves himself more Ooh. and when i read that i remember that i was like things. oh my gosh that's in all of us yeah like and it's not and it's funny is we're like oh, i don't love myself i mean i put myself down all the time you're right <laughs> but that's like it's a false humility you know what i mean and it's it, it we live in a culture where we're so stuck like i love um positive statements and affirmations trust me like i have words all over my house but we need them so much because we've gotten to this habit where we feel like we have to constantly tell ourselves the truth over and over again on our own power. And that's not gonna work. Like the, th the words we need daily are from him. Like when he spoke life over the world and created us, he said it is very good. And so what's hard is that we see so much that's not good in the world, like especially on the news and stuff. And especially because now. of that, like, 
it makes you afraid. And when you're afraid, you fight. Like yeah. it's a fight or flight. And I think 2020 has been like the year of fight or flight where we're prepared for the worst. And I totally understand. Like I, I grew up and have a habit of, I'll just put myself down before you do, or I'll just control everything. So I don't burden anybody, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but really it's not burdening people. I just don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. You know, and that's perfectionism and it, and it's such a prison. And I've, I've learned this year, like to have people help you, even if it's messy is a gift for them. And, um, I mean, even like with Steph, how many times I've hopped on like a podcast prep before the podcast, not a podcast, a zoom, we've never done this before. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't want to say anything, you know, but then I share and it's not burdening her to share what's going on. And if I can do that with a friend, if I can share with a friend, then how come do I struggle so much to, to think that my value is that I have to have it all together all the time? Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? And I just think yeah. that like, but there is a sense of control. I mean, my, my parents used to say that about me as a kid. Like I was always just took care of myself. Like I was just, I, I just did. And I, I do have a fear and of, of people leaving and a fear of losing and a fear of loss. And if there's anything this year has taught me is that's not the worst to lose someone is not the worst like to lose like your faith and your hope and to despair that's the worst you know and um and And i feel like this has been a really really it's been a, a shaking of a year where people's true colors either we've really started to see them or um it's made us super aware of our own. And I think that's what makes forgiveness hard because we've seen the worst in people this year. Mm-hmm. And if that's, you know, we teach this all the time, Kelly, with our team is, you know, what you focus on expands. Mm-hmm. And this year it's been, it's been a struggle to find the good in the mess and in the chaos and in the pandemic and in the, the divide. And it makes it really hard for something like forgiveness to seep in. when all that we're seeing is other people's worst but let's I want to shift things a little bit because something that you and I have both been talking about and we just we haven't put a stamp on it is I think when we look at forgiving those who have hurt us like that takes time and that takes humility and it takes reconciliation but let's talk about when the person that we need to forgive is ourselves because of either decisions that we've made or pride that we carry. I feel like it's always, and I've, I've, I will admit to this right now, like I, no sugarcoating, no trying to lie. Cause Kelly and I, just before we went live to talk to you, busy friend, we were, we were saying how like our faces, like if you met us in real life, we don't have very good poker faces. Like we, if, if our words, if our mouth doesn't say it, our faces definitely will. So just imagine you're sitting across the table from us and we've got like the the biggest, like, girl, you are lying to me right now to my face. Because like, I'm not proud of it. And I, I really try hard on, I've been trying more consistently on a daily basis to forgive other people. And, um, but I have an easier time. This is me forgiving the people that I don't really know well, because I'm like, oh, they just didn't know better, you know, or people that I don't have a great relationship with because I'm not as invested. 
but I find that the people that are hardest for me to forgive are usually the ones that are closest to me because I'm like, oh, you should have known, which, which also means like the person that is the hardest for me to forgive is myself. Mm. Absolutely hardest for me to forgive myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, um, we're really good at keeping a record of wrong. Oh yeah. And ladies, we know that we keep, no matter, and, and Jeremy will say all the time, you're pulling from a Rolodex. I'm like, I don't have a Rolodex. Right. Oh, yes. We have a Rolodex against ourselves. We absolutely yeah. do. Self-bullying. Even, even in my marriage, there was a season Courtney and I kept having the same fight. I mean, we still kind of do. I feel like for 17 years, it's always the same argument. Kind of. I feel like that, that's part of the deal in marriage because Jeremy yeah. There was one point, I think it was about two years ago, where we made a, we made like a declaration, like, we are not allowed to bring up anything before today that we've done wrong again. Oh, that's good. Because we kept, well, you did this and you throw it and you do this and you throw it and you're just throwing crap at each other, you know? And then he and I both have the, like, forget forgiving ourselves struggle so then we're like well I'm not going to throw stuff at you I'm just going to tear myself down so then it's a competition of who can tear each other down more it's really lovely but (laughs) it doesn't go well but I think like uh we're our own worst critic you know and um and I think that it's it's pride and I think that it's um it it's it's so hard for us to believe we're good yeah. because we see how many places we fall short. And I think that the key for me um, to forgiving myself is, I feel like there's a few things, but like one is like, you have to slow down enough to see like, to notice like what you're even like, what, like you can't be living in autopilot yeah. You know, um, and you almost have like, I know we all hear about like the mean girl, like, you know, we have this inner mean girl and you can name her and yell at her or whatever, but it, it's, it's the enemy. And, um, he accuses us day and night, but he's already been, his head has been squashed. You know what I mean? Like he's done. And so I think with like, I, I, he will still bring things up that I did in like high school yeah. that I have confessed and been forgiven for, and I will feel shame. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to slow down enough to like put on the armor and just feel like, wait, that is not of God. And, um, because if we are so mad at ourselves, then we really can't, you know, they say like, you can't love other people if you don't love yourself. I don't really feel like you can forgive other people if you can't forgive yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I totally understand like people you don't know very well. Yeah. You kind of brush it off, but the people you're close to, it's hard. But, um, another good book that I read, <laughs> it's called Unbound. Now, all of, all of the listeners who are like book junkies and you've become obsessed with personal development or just reading fun kelly has she's like one of my three friends who has a recommendation for anything so Sorry, make sure i know i do I, it's, it's bad but, <laughs> uh it's called unbound by neil lozano and it's about you've talked about that before it's such a good book and it, he has a ministry and i forgot the name of the ministry 
something with light, but um, you can read the book and you can actually find people locally that are trained in the ministry. Um, there's people that we have here locally in Cincinnati, but um, it's like five keys that where the enemy comes in and the number one is unforgiveness. Yeah. And, and, and reading the book helps you find where it is in your life. But then he says like, you can't forgive on your own account. You have to forgive like in Jesus's name. So to say like, in Jesus name, I forgive you for, because a lot of times we're like, I'm trying, but I just can't. You're right. We can't like, in Jesus name, I forgive myself. And I mean, you might have to do it every day. You know, um, but another weird thing to do is like when you mess up to learn to laugh at yourself when you do the stupid thing. Like I've, I feel like, cause I tend to tend to take myself too seriously sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so sometimes yeah. like we can get caught in the thought. I'm a thinker, an overthinker by oh. hobby and habit. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There, there've been times where my kids, and I don't do this all as much as I would like. See, here I am putting myself down. I would like to make this. <laughs> but like, I have a lot of kids. I have five boys and, and they're like crazy squirrels, right? And there have been times I lose my temper. I have a temper. And I remember getting, then I get mad at myself for losing my temper. And then I hold it over my head. And I think of all the times. And then I think I ruined their life. And then I, you know, you spiral. And what I've learned sometimes is like one of my sons, um, he's five and we call me X-Man and he is like, I mean, spunk times 1000. And I will just like one time, instead of like continuing the cycle, I just like started to tickle him because he loves to be tickled. Don't do this if the kid hates it. But I started to just tickle him and like, he didn't know what to do. And then I wasn't mad at myself. Like, I know it sounds weird, but like you just do, if you can find joy in your mess ups and not take it so seriously. Like yeah. I was in the car one time and my 10 year old who can pick at me a lot, um, he knows how to push my buttons. I just started laughing hysterically. Like there was nothing funny. I just made myself laugh. He thought I was crazy, but then he started laughing and it just, you know, or I put on a song. Like sometimes I think we do have deep things we need to forgive, but sometimes we need to be like, that's stupid. I'm gonna just change my thought. Like, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, or like say out loud, like, God, thank you so much for the struggle I'm having right now because it's making me realize how good you are and how small I am, but I'm carried. Like the enemy can't stand laughter, praise, joy, and I remember the first time someone told me to do this, I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. Cause I like to control and to yeah. like laugh hysterically or to do the running man in my kitchen or to, you know, tickle my kid when I really just want to like scream my head off does not make any sense to a person that likes to control. That seems very goofy. And you can't, not logical. Yes. Make sense. Yeah. But, but it helped me just let it go. Cause some of the things I think the Lord looks at us and is like, ah, this is so small. Like, let it go. Like, it's such a little thing. Like yeah. it's not, he's tripping you up with these little things, you know? And so I don't know if you've ever read the book, another book, the screw tape letters. No. C.S. Lewis. Oh, the screw tape book. Letters. Yes. Oh my gosh. Sorry. This whole podcast is me and books, but it's this about the screw tape letters. It's very short, but it's about this devil and his little devils and how they're assigned to people and the way they get them to turn away from God 
is to like focus on people's faults mm -hmm. and to focus on their own faults and to get caught up in themselves so that they don't think they need the Lord anymore. I mean, and when you read the book, you're like, oh, and that's how he works. So unforgiveness, if he can get you not to forgive yourself, if he can get you to live in a spiral of shame and doubt, then he can get you to despair. And when you have despair, there's no place for the Lord in a place of despair. He can pull you out of despair. I'm not saying like you're like you're done, but yeah, I just think it's like, you know, the enemy, it's like, you need to know your opponent because honestly, the unforgiveness even isn't from you. It's, it's, it's coming from him. Yeah. It's his, it, cause he can get it. If he can get us to hate each other and divide us in our home and it starts in your home. I mean, that's the number one place he wants to destroy marriage and family and you know, but I do struggle with it, but I've learned when you get more aware of it, then it, it's, it doesn't surprise you as much, right. um, you know, and, and, and you also have to be surrounded by friendship. Like I have a staff where if I am being buried, I can call and be like, I cannot get out of this pit today. And she can see, she can be the person up on the rooftop looking down saying, I see where you are. I'm coming to help. You know, because we're not supposed to just, if you try to do it yourself, you kind of dig the hole deeper. Yeah. So. Or you wear yourself out. You know, we talk about all the time, put your oxygen mask on first. You know, if you're too busy trying to do all the things and to be everything for everyone. And, you know, what you're ultimately doing is you're picking up their baggage. Mm -hmm. You're carrying that for yourself. And there's no way it's not selfish. Mm -mm. Put your oxygen mask on first. But when you can do that, you get a different perspective. You have a re, like a a shift and almost like a rejuvenation of like, okay, I can, I can one, get myself taken care of so that I can then show up. And even on the topic of forgiveness, you know, we're more likely to extend grace to other people. It's not selfish for you to receive that for yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and just, I mean, being a community of busy kids, I remember being at Narrow this past year and Kelly, I was sharing this with you and the girls that we have in, in our, our prayer circle as well, there was a message from Dr. James Andrews. He was one of the speakers and it was so, it was so amazing. And when he said this, this next thing I'm gonna share with you here, it stopped, it like hit me between my eyes and I felt like I was sucker punched. And he was talking about, um, you know, God cares about what he's doing in you more than he's doing through you. And as busy women, as busy moms, we get so caught up in what we're doing or on the topic of, of blessing and releasing and letting things go, the things that we're not doing or the things that other people are doing or what they're not doing for us. And that's not really what we're supposed to be focusing on. But here's, here's what he said that really, really kicked me. Um, you know, the last episode, we talked about that pressure to perform. So if you haven't listened to that, that might be a good, good starting point. But then he said, if you're keeping, he was referencing this to our kids, if you're keeping your kids too busy to never get in trouble, you're also keeping them too busy where they're never going to hear the voice of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And when he said that, I was like, okay, I love my kids, but forget my kids for a minute. I'm too busy and I'm too wrapped up. And as we were talking about counting all the things that I've, I've missed out on and too busy looking backwards in the rear view mirror, instead of looking forward at the windshield of my life, that's definitely bigger for a reason, like focusing on all the things that I didn't do or someone else didn't do. And it's taking my eyes off of him. 
and looking forward and focusing on where it is that I'm supposed to go. And when he said that, I was like, I'm so guilty of doing that, mm-hmm. of getting caught up in the busy. Cause if I'm busy, my mind doesn't have a chance to sit mm-hmm. and just be uncomfortable with the unforgiveness or with the things that I've been grasping or holding on to. Like it, I, I'm not, I don't have to face it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm just busy, it keeps my mind preoccupied. It keeps me numb to having to address the thing that he just wants to fix. Mm-hmm. And I think as busy friends, we never even take the time to sit back and even think about it or acknowledge it because we're trying to just, we're trying to just stay in the motions because it's comfortable and it's because it's what we know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I want to, I want to, I'd love for us to talk about this right now because I'm hypersensitive to the fact that, you know, there's some listeners here who, you know, when we talk about faith, they get it. They, they have a foundation and it's, it's something that they, like we all are, we're constantly working towards strengthening. But I'm also sensitive to the fact that we may have some listeners that as soon as we start talking about anything spiritual or faith-based, where they get uncomfortable because they don't know, number one, they don't know where to start. Or maybe they, like I know I have, have some hurts and there's some scars because we've been, you know, hurt people, hurt people on the topic of forgiveness. And there's been some church hurt and there's been people that I had trusted or confided in that claim to do the uber religious thing and it's it's kind of left a real bad taste to my mouth so how do how do we as busy women as busy moms as people who honestly maybe don't even know what to believe start taking that next step in some sort of healing or reconciliation being willing to open our fists and stop white knuckling and surrender something to god when we don't even know what that looks like or who he is, how, like, how do we do that? Mm. That's good. <laughs> you know, because I feel like the the root of the root of all of this, when we talk about forgiveness, it's just being willing. It's being willing to open our hands and surrender. It's that daily surrender. But if we surrender to the wrong things, we're going to get back in the same situation. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like there's there's a there's a busy friend, there's a busy girl right now listening to this and going, Steph and Kelly, like I hear all of this, and maybe she's like done a, oh yeah, or like you've got the 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 praise hands, or you've got someone like writing and taking down notes, but then what's next? How do we do that? Yeah, um, you know, I want to just say just to be, why do we say like if I'm being honest? Because like we ever say if I'm being dishonest, I mean I'm not right. being. Like, right. I'm gonna be transparent, you know. Um, my faith walk has been like interesting and adventurous. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pop out of my mother's womb with my Bible, like reciting the Psalms. Right? I, it was okay. a slow growth, and there were definitely seasons <clears throat> I didn't know what to do and how to live in the world, but not be of the world. You know. I have not. So I just want to preface that because I think sometimes, you know, I'm talking about these books and things I read. This is something that's been a slow growing in me, you know. Um, But I will tell you that I've had woundedness from, um, you know, people of faith, 
So if you, uh, if you're listening and you've had that, I, I hear you. Like I see you. I might have even hurt people as a person of faith. Yeah. Accidentally thought I was doing the right thing, and I know I have. Yeah. Like I've had to apologize oh yeah. It, you know. Yeah. Um. But I will say that, like, the Lord works through us broken, broken humans. You know, and um. So I just first want to say, like, if anyone of faith or in a church, um has hurt you. I just want to, as a person of faith, want to apologize on their behalf that you, whoever's listening has been hurt. Like you didn't, I'm sorry that you had that experience. And I pray that God brings you through it. Cause I think that I've had woundedness from church leaders and things. And it really hurt at the time, but through persevering later, it gave me compassion and empathy that I, I otherwise wouldn't have. Not in the moment, you know, it took time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're a body of Christ, right? So like all of us have, we're a different part of it. So if you're listening, you're a part of that body, whether you think you're just the pinky finger, you know, the nail, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you don't yeah. realize, you don't realize how much you need it until you stub it and then you Right, <laughs> you know, but I will say like, um, This year for me, um, I think it's part of what I'm taking with me after leaving behind. Like I've had to kind of separate like the, I don't know, I don't have an analogy, like take the good from the bad. Like I've had days this year in front of God, angry, saying, why are you doing this? I am mad at you. I am mad at you that you took my baby. I am mad at you that my mom is sick. I am mad that you're allowing this. And, but I still trust you. You can still like trust the Lord and be mad at him. Yeah. And that's where faith comes in. It's a hard thing. But like, I think of um, just the words, the only words I had for months, cause I didn't know what to pray for anymore. Whereas thy will be done. Like just from our father. I, and and I, I don't even know what thy will is. I don't even know. I know, but I know it'll be good. I, and that's not any rational thought. No rational thought. I cannot logically explain. Um, but I just had to because the opposite of not saying that is complete despair. And I didn't want to live in that anymore. But God can take your anger. He can deal with it. I tell my, my oldest daughter is 16 and we lost our first baby. Um, Stella was eight weeks. Well, she was 10 weeks old. We miscarried her. She, anyway, she was mad. She was so mad at God. And I remember saying to her, it's okay. Like call out to him and tell him you're mad. Like tell him why you're mad. He's, you know, because he can love you in that space and healing can't come until you let that out. You know what I mean? And, um, I think, we feel like we're not allowed to be mad at God. We're not allowed to be mad at, you know, even in my own church, there's things going on that make me so upset, but I could either like gossip about them and contribute to the woundedness, or I could go to God and be like, look, you said the gates of hell will never prevail. I don't see how that's happening, but I'm standing on the truth in the scripture even though this is really hard, I'm choosing you, but please know this is hard. And, 
I know that makes it sound kind of like not humble, but I think that humility comes from knowing like we don't have it all figured out. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't even know where to start, start with how you feel. Like we, you know, we all have like a lot of us have like Bible studies we do or devotionals we read or scripture we study with, but the best time in prayer is to sit and be quiet. Like you talked about being busy. Some mornings I feel like I got to put the writing and journaling down and stop talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, but, but he, he sees your woundedness and he sees where you've been hurt. And, and someone told me this one time and it, it helped. Like I was like, where was God when this happened? And I realized he was with me and he was sad. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Jesus yeah. is just as sad that you've been hurt. It's like when you see your kid do something stupid and you're like, oh my gosh, I tried so hard to teach you not to do that. Yes. But you don't stop loving your kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. unfortunately, we live in a time where there is a lot of, there always has been division, you know, and unfortunately we hold people in faith to a higher standard because we should be held to a higher standard, <laughs> you know, as far as like, but but the higher, you know, but we shouldn't hold, we shouldn't put ourselves on. Yeah. Others. But if you, if you've been hurt, I've been there. I mean, and I'm not going to list off who's or what's or how's, but like, I've had to forgive people who have deeply wounded me and God has used it later for the good, but not until I was honest about how I felt about it. Yeah. So don't try to like sugarcoat it away. Like, like that, that, that's the last, I'll say this last thing. Sorry. I'm like talking a ton, but like the last four months were so hard with all of the grief. And I was talking to a good friend one morning and I said, you know, but there's all these gifts and there's so much good because I had this time, you know, and, and, and I was just like explaining all the good that has come out of, you know, the hard, but my anxiety had been like out the roof for like months and she said can you just let yourself be sad for like and just let it out and I just cried and I spent that whole week mourning and it was so refreshing to give myself permission to not have to rush to the good yeah like don't rush to like the lesson and miss out on like your your tears your grieving your mourning your sadness that actually has value yeah let it out. that is a prayer those, there's grace that flows from it. There's grace that comes out of suffering. Like we're so quick to avoid suffering. Jesus suffered massively. Yeah. So if you're suffering, he wants to sit with you in that and like let it, like tears are very cleansing. So don't think you have to just get the lesson. Like go through the process because I think that that's the one thing about self-help and personal development that bothers me is it's so quick to like, you know, there's sometimes you don't put on music and do a dance. You sit on the kitchen floor and you cry because yeah, your, your heavy emotions are important and you yeah. should never. So if you've been wounded or hurt, you have to grieve it. Like it's a healthy, beautiful gift, you know? And so I just would say like, you don't need to explain it or the gifts will come after, you know, but he wants to meet you in that. He doesn't want you to like, fix it all and then go to him. Yeah. Oh, so good. And I will say too, I know the thing that held me back 
you know, talking about blessing and releasing and forgiveness is it was hard for me to understand the concept of I have this heavenly father who I can't see and I can't touch and I don't hear from like I it, it's it doesn't seem real that loves me unconditionally who walks with me who sees me who always hears me and I struggled with that because there was a gap when I was younger with how my earthly father was at the time to how this heavenly father was and the two didn't match and I think when we talk when when I think of forgiveness it's hard for me to forgive if I don't understand Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes the things that we that I know we carry that I for damn certain know that I carry is because that person's character or my own character has been questioned it's been under jeopardy and I think when it comes to being able to forgive someone else and being able to give ourselves grace we wrestle with that especially when it comes to our faith because we don't know the character of God mm-hmm. and we don't know who Jesus is and sometimes it's just because you don't know what you don't know but there's, there's been times even, you know, the past two years and, you know, the, the decision, the instruction to leave my corporate job and come home and be mom and you just be present here. There were, there were so many times where it was like, I was, especially when the numbers didn't match up and the bank account didn't reflect it, where it was like, I don't understand why, why God would you call me to do this? and then leave me out to dry and then have a struggle and then have us question like is this really what I'm supposed to go well maybe I'll go back maybe I'll do this and in those moments it's Kelly it's like what you said that we do like busy friend we have a very real enemy a very real enemy who knows all the buttons to push and knows all of our weaknesses and it's almost like he has intentionally like mama bears this this is where I'm going to kind of help you a little bit on this on this faith journey because here's what I had to realize if in real life I found out that there was someone where it was their job to learn everything about me and my family and my kids and to figure out our pressure points and where our weaknesses are and their job was 24 7 to like scope us out and hunt us down and plot against us and you better believe that if I found out who they were Like there wouldn't need to be a a judge or jury. Like I would take them out with my own mama bear hands in real life if that were to happen. Mm -hmm. But the truth is like that does actually happen. Like we have this very real enemy who's out to steal, kill and destroy. And we just, we don't know how to fight against it because it doesn't, it doesn't look like how it would in real life. And part of that starts, what I had to realize was all of these cycles and all of this bitterness that I was harboring and all of this stuck and all of this unforgiveness that was sitting and like, like a cancer just eating away at my heart. Once I realized the character of who God was and I understood how gracious he is and all the times that I've messed up and he's given me another chance or like, like, like a good father is always there no matter what you say or what you do like nothing can separate once I learned that and I realized it it made me so grateful Mm -hmm. that he's in my corner Mm -hmm. and it made it easier for me to not that I still can't (laughs) 
let's keep this present tense. Not that I still can't see the imperfections of other people or myself every day when I look in the mirror, but I'm reminded of that perfect love and that grace that man, if I so incredibly flawed and so jacked up, if he looks at me and still loves unconditionally, like no fine print, no nothing, and still gives me grace and is like chasing relentlessly after me to get my attention and to keep me in step with him, who am I to look at someone else and their flaws and their imperfections or their bad decisions and not be so willing to extend that same level of grace and compassion and mercy and love that I know he's already given me when I didn't deserve it. You want to talk about like, you want to talk about the things that slap you in the face and go, why am I harboring all of this unforgiveness? And why am I going back to that? I love that visual of like white knuckles. I feel like like most of us, we have calluses in the middle of our hands because we do that all the time. Like, why am I holding on so tightly to the thing that you have not even, that number one, that you're done with, or the thing that you haven't even called for? Why am I holding on so tightly mm. when I know that you have something better for me on the other side? And it all comes back to that selfish ambition mm. and pride and ego. Mm -hmm. And busy friend, let me tell you, that is not from God. Mm -mm. Well, it just feels tangible. Yeah. You know, because you can, you can, you can see it. Like you mm -hmm. felt it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not. It's not. So let's let's give let's give the listeners some practical application here. And I'm actually going to throw in a sweet treat for y'all who have stuck it out and you've been listening this whole time. <laughs> this has been like gold. Like this might truly be the episode that you save and you just listen to or maybe come back to bits and pieces of it even after we we say peace out to 2020 because there is so much goodness here so much goodness so it may take some time to digest it but this has been this is like the golden nugget that you've probably been waiting and praying for all year um this is actually well a couple things we're going to walk through some practical tips and steps. This is going to be super short and sweet. This is actually something that Kelly and I are teaching within our team. And we're just, we're just going to give you some questions. You're not going to get the actual resource that our team is going to get and the fun exercise we're going to do together, but we want to give you some practical application to at least ask yourself these questions. And then if you want to dive in a little bit deeper, I've got something for you at the very end that you can, you can do and lean in with us. But a couple of things when we talk about letting go and unforgiveness, there's a couple questions that we want you to ask and, and I'll ask one, Kelly, I know that you've got another that you can ask, but we have to really ask when we're white knuckling things, what are the things that we're clinching? What are the things that we're holding on to? And so my question that I'm going to ask you to really spend some time and, and reflect on is what is it that you need to leave behind? And when we say that, you know, Kelly and I have talked about all the things we can, and you have probably done the same thing listening to this, all the things that we've lost. Well, instead of focusing on all the things lost, what has that loss been able to get you to gain? So I'm gonna ask you that question. What is it that you need to leave behind right now in this moment, stepping into a new year, stepping into a new month or a new week? What is it that you need to release your hands and let go of and leave behind? And instead, what have you gained because of that loss? How, what type of breathing room has that created in your life? 
You want me to go? Oh. <laughs> what's, the second, what's, what's the second question? Um, hang on, I'm, I'm cheating and looking at my sheet. Um, <laughs> Y'all, get some paper out. Seriously, we want you to do this. Do this exercise with us. The other part of this is, you know, what I will bless and release these things. What are the things you you need to let go of? And, you know, to bless and release is to give thanks for them and let them go. I don't know where it is in scripture. It's somewhere in the New Testament where it talks about praising God in all things, like even in the bad, right? We're getting that tattoo, by the way. Yes. <laughs> so even if you were to say like, you know, God, thank you for the pandemic because, you know, but I release, you know, I thank you for this year that's been so challenging. Thank you for showing me how much I try to control things. Thank you. Like, don't just list off, like, these are all the like negative, like bless them because all things for good, all things. Romans 8, 28. I do know that one. Um, so make a list of the things that you want to bless and release, you know? Um, maybe you're just thankful it's over. Thank you, this year's over. That's fine too. Right. And then what gifts will you bring with you? What gifts did those things give you? Because if there's one thing I've learned, and this is what I'm, my book is going to be about, is that in the hardest seasons of our lives, when you walk through them, God immensely blesses you with gifts. There are gifts in grief. There are gifts in loss. There are gifts in, in, in the good, you know? Uh, maybe a gift is you've spent more time with your kids than you ever have before. Maybe a gift is you've had more time for prayer or you recognized something that, you know, you never noticed because life was so busy or whatever. But take a time to write down, I'm going to take these things with me. I listen to this podcast and I'm going to take the gift of forgiveness. I'm going to take the gift, like decide those things, you know. And, and just really intentionally write them down because it wasn't a wash. This year was not a wash. Yeah. Nothing wasted. Wasted. So here's what we're gonna encourage you to do. We, we have a fun resource that we're gonna give our team when we teach on this. But if you're just jotting this down on paper, maybe like split it in half and write all the things that you've lost, all the things that you're leaving behind. And then on the other side, what are the things that you feel like you've gained because of those losses? And what things do you want to bring with you into the new year, the new season? And then here's what we're gonna encourage you to do is take it and split that paper in half. And all of the things that you feel like you've lost or are leaving, all of that lack, the things that maybe harbor some of that bitterness and unforgiveness, burn it burn it and then only keep the paper that's focused on what you've gained and what you are bringing with you. And then here's what we want to, I want to share with you. And then, um, we're going to, we're going to peace out. But, um, for many of us, when we think about a new year, it's, it's that constant cycle. Like I shared with you, I'm writing down the same resolutions. I'm writing down the same goals. And in part, maybe we don't actually complete them because of everything that we just talked about. Like we say that we want it, but we we're walking into it with more baggage. So I have for you, we are doing a five day vision board workshop. And actually I don't even want to say five day because it's self-paced. Like you can walk through it on your own. And for everyone who maybe wants to tackle the new year and 2021 with a fresh new perspective, this is going to help walk you through that and not just the same thing over and over again, 
um, but it's gonna do something different. So both Kelly and I, this is something that we're each running on our own. So, you know, we have our own individual teachings with it. And so if this is something that you are interested in being a part in, um, we'll have the link here in the replay. Um, you can always reach out to us at any time and, you know, we'll get you plugged in. But the goal with doing this is let this be the year that if you really, really want something different, that you have to do something different. And we just want to walk you through the simple, practical steps that we are doing ourselves. I know for the Cram Fam, we are introducing we're something together as a family. So I'm going to be doing a webinar for everyone that jumps in um, to the vision board workshop and actually kind of walk you through how do you make this apply to your family and how can this be something that you do together. But this is also a way for you to get excited. And the reason why we want you to, to strip away all the things that you've lost, you've left behind is because you can't take that with you into the we are only focusing on the good all things that have been good this year even if i don't care if that list is three or if you have 30 things that you're listing but we're focusing on the things that you can take with you and that to create vision for where you are going in 2021 or where you feel led to go so any any closing words Kelly, anything else that you can think to share? Or if people have questions, how they can reach out and connect with you. Um, okay. Yeah, I do have actually a, a last thought. But you're going to drop this podcast. So we're like two, we're on Christmas Eve Eve right now. Recording. Yeah, when we're recording it. Christmas right. Eve Eve. Oh my gosh, where is this? Right. Where is this but um, I, yeah, so I was just wanted to share this. Um, last thought, because when you had talked about, you know, we're all from different we all come listening from different places in our walk. Um, whether you're, you know, well into it or tiptoeing, trying to figure it out. Christmas is a story everyone knows. Everyone, I would say everyone, most everyone knows about the birth of Jesus. And it's pretty easy to find in the gospels because it's at the very beginning. You, you pick, <laughs> except for John. Just go Matthew, Mark, or Luke. Um, <laughs> but something that helps me and I want to share because I've been writing and I have to write mine for this week because being a busy mom of many I'm always a little bit late um I have a blog freedominthegift.com all one word and I try to release like a reflection every week of some scripture and also once I start writing I'll be dripping out pieces of my book um so you can find me there you can also find me on Instagram and it's all on my blog like or Facebook or whatever but something that helps me, I'm, I'm a thinker and an imagine, an imaginer, imagine, imagine, what's the word? I'm at, I'm, I like to You're visualize creative. things. Creative, whatever. But uh, I, I feel you. Okay. Imagine a tour. We'll make up a word first. <laughs> <laughs> if you struggle with how, you were saying this stuff, like, I don't understand how God is. I can't see him, you know, um, like he's not physically right in front of me. Something that um, was taught to me is a, pray, a way to pray with scripture. This is super easy, like super easy. Uh, take a passage. So I want you to take the, the birth of Jesus and read it. And then I want you to read it again. And then I want you to close your eyes. And usually what I do is I imagine I'm there and I'm one of the people in the story. But for this one, I want you to imagine you're the baby. You're mm -hmm. Jesus. You're this little tiny baby swaddled up in a manger 
And I want you to imagine Joseph and Mary, what are they saying to you? What are the words they say? What do you say to a newborn? I love you. You're so precious. You snuggle them. If you're like me, I like have to hold them and smell them. I love the smell of newborns. Like that's how God sees you. That's how he sees you. That And every time you don't know, he sees you as a little tiny precious baby that just held and swaddled. And that's how I find him when I don't know how to find him. But just to reflect on that, like Joseph is a example to us of an earthly example of a father who is humble and amazing to do what he did. You know, and he's so quiet in scripture that a lot of times it's like we don't really hear about him much, you know, but think about it. God is 10 times Joseph, a thousand times Joseph. But the the breakthrough I had was one Christmas I was praying and I had this image of God the Father walking up to me in a manger and picking me up. And ever since then, it helps me to have that visual. And so I want to encourage you, like, you let yourself be the baby. Babies feel helpless. They, they can't do anything but be cute. And they're well provided and taken care of by loving parents. And even if your experience as a kid was different, I'm talking about right here. With So I want to encourage you to, to give yourself that space, even if it's not Christmas anymore. It's 12 days of Christmas, technically. So, <laughs> but sit with that passage, you know, and, and just let yourself be held in love and cooed and honored and loved and and cherished because as adults we forget that and that's still how God sees us you know and that that I just and if you're looking to how to pray with the Bible I find that reading the gospels is helpful because they're stories about Jesus and just pretending you're in it who would you be what would it feel like what would it be like I mean sometimes I'm the person who does the wrong thing in the passage like you just it's in and, and God works the Holy Spirit comes there but it takes I just felt like that on my heart just to encourage people like really pray with that like because that's how he sees you you know whether you've been reading the Bible since you were five or you've never opened one before we're all that newborn baby you know and so um that you don't have to read the backstory of history or any of that just read the story and just whatever it is to you what do they say what does mary say to you what does joseph say those are the words of god the father and i just want to encourage people like to start there and um i'm gonna have that's gonna be my reflection for the week i gotta write this afternoon so (laughs) and there is no doubt there is a busy friend right now who has grabbed a box of tissues (laughs) that has a pile sitting in the corner of her closet or her bathroom where she's hiding to get away from the kids or in the middle of that kitchen floor that right now is just letting it out is releasing maybe things that she has been carrying all year because finally now there's a little bit of release yeah and that whether you're crying or maybe you're sitting back and you feel fired up like that's the whole point Mm. of all this So I want to do something totally different. We've never done this before on the podcast, but I feel, um, I feel like this is such the perfect way to close things up. Can we close it up in prayer? Sure. Kelly, I'll kick it off and you want to bring us home. Sure. All right. Father God, we are just so thankful. Number one, thank you for just taking this time and setting it aside for us to be still. Thank you for quieting the noise 
around everyone under the sound of my voice right now for us just to be able to lean in, to reflect, and to hear from you, maybe to let you into the pieces of our heart that feels broken, that feels hurt, that feels discouraged, um, and that feels broken. But God, your word says that in our brokenness is only where your light can shine through. And so God, we just thank you that this is a season where you are healing our broken hearts and where God, you are giving us just a refreshing of joy, of love, of peace, of grace, that we in our own strength cannot do on our own. It can only come from you, but we first invite you in to our hearts. Thank you for every every mom, every busy woman who is listening to this right now, who's just maybe felt heavy burdened from this year. And God, we just thank you. We thank you that you are speaking to her exactly where she is and that you are just comforting her and that you are holding her. We are just so grateful to celebrate this Christmas season, celebrating you, Jesus. And we're just so grateful that you give us an example of who to truly follow. Not so we can be perfect, but so that we can walk through this path of being able to bless all things, good and bad. We can release and we can just surrender and let it go and not carry those things with us into yet another season that you have already prepared for us. Jesus, I just thank you so much for the gift um, that you have given us just to be here today to share. Um, I thank you for our staff and this podcast and the way she's speaking over the lives of others. And I just give thanks for all the women and that are taking the time to listen. Heavenly Father, you know us, you made us in your image. You know um, our hurts, our fears, our insecurities. You've cried with us this year. You've walked with us through the year that felt so like never ending and so impossible. But God, you're bigger than that. You are greater than all these things. And as we approach the new year as we walk through the Christmas season, as we head into the new year um, of 2021, I just pray that you would refresh our hope, um, increase our faith, and overflow in us your love. Lord, faith, hope, and love are gifts from you, and we ask that you give us these gifts made new in the new year. We pray for, um, I just pray for the the person who feels not seen, that you would show them that you not only see them, but you delight in them. I pray for the person that feels all is lost, that you would be like the good shepherd and put them on your shoulders and carry them. I pray that all of us would slow down and let you hold us and to stop striving and just to seek you. Lord, I pray as women that you would heal our woundedness so that we can be receptive to you because the more we receive you, Lord, the more we shine and radiate your light into the world, Um, the way you made us to be life givers and life bearers, whether that's through bearing children or bearing truth. And I just pray for healing of that that we wouldn't be afraid to receive, that we wouldn't be afraid to be open, that we would not be afraid to surrender. And God, I just give you so much thanks for what you're already doing 
um, you are already working all things for the good. Um, I pray that you would just continue to guide each step and thank you, Lord, for your unconditional love for each of us. And in your most holy name, I just bind anything that's not of you and just ask that you would just give us the grace to forgive ourselves for the mistakes we've made this year so that we can just walk made new in you and just feel that renewal that comes from your Holy Spirit. And I just thank you, Father, because you're such a good and loving Father. Um, And I just praise you and bless you. And we pray all these things in your most holy name. Amen. Well, busy friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, I know, I know my coffee is going to get reheated in the microwave because (laughs) I was like, sometimes you just have those, those, I mean, we all have these days anyway, but even just leaning in, I'm like, I, I'm not, I I can't drink any of this. I'm, I'm, you know, so, but thank y'all so much for being here. Um, again, lean in with us as we talk about creating vision for the new year and um, the workshops that we have just to help maybe give you some clarity and focus. We would love to just pour into you and help prepare you for whatever is ahead for you in this new year. And most importantly, have a very, very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. We've got one more episode to drop before we officially say peace out to 2020. But Kelly, thank you for being here. Girl, it is always so good. And I know that you definitely blessed more than one person's live just from sharing what you did. So thank you, girl. Oh, thanks for having me. You're My welcome. Podcast ever. Yay! <laughs> All right, friends, have a Merry Christmas and we will see you back here next time. Same place, same time.